0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hello and welcome to the True Face weekly podcast. I am Andy Bolland in the car back from Birmingham with Alex Hurst Uh, to begin. Uh, 2 points dropped or 1 point gained uh,
2: It's it's hard It's hard on the call because we played very well Dominated the game from start to finish Birmingham were very very negative Especially at the end I thought And I think Rafa thought with the substitutions That Birmingham were going to try and push for a winner Those last 10 minutes and it never happened um, In the context It would normally be 2 points dropped But with Her- with Huddersfield's defeat um, It was another point on them Takes for 7 points clear with 8, eight games to go Essentially, eight points with goal difference. So, I was happy with the performance. It was back to what we're after the nightmare at Fulham. It was back to what we we're, we're expect with a dominant away performance, you know, to dominate possession, dominate chances. Scored a perfectly legitimate goal and uh, not given. A bit like Blackburn away again. So, overall, I'm, you know, I'm frustrated driving back here. I mean, stupid traffic in Birmingham is part of that, but um, fucking shit city this is. Absolutely hate it. Um, but yeah, overall, fair play to the lads. I don't think we could have asked any more of them, apart from Anita, but more on yeah. him later.
1: Yeah, um, it's just an all-round decent performance. I think missing Shelby was very notable. We lack any other real creative out there other than possibly Matt Ritchie. Um, I don't know, like, because you're right, obviously you're right,
2: but we're created, I, th- I thought we're, we're, we looked more dangerous in the first half. We looked more dangerous
1: before Shelby came onto the pitch. I think that was largely down to... Um, my man of the match, D- Daryl Murphy. <laughs> um, I thought we, we played much better with him on the pitch. Obviously, everyone wanted to see Dwight Gill come on because you know his goal scoring record at this level is outrageous. But I, the, the team performance was just much better with Daryl on the pitch. I thought we had definitely had more chances. Um, Gale gets a little bit isolated, especially when Shelby's not on the pitch, because of the type of runs he makes and the type of chances that he needs. We weren't making them for him. It's a it's a funny one, I mean, so let's
2: let's talk about team selection even though you're hosting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like if you think about it, it was a surprise not to see Gail. Obviously Shelby was was being the the line was, and I'm sure it's true, he was ill um through the week, didn't train much. So right fair enough, he's dropped the army, in which a lot of people, I mean Sire have been happy to see that we're talking about that on the preview on Thursday um, about the fact that, you know, he would like to see the Army. The Army did all right today, didn't out special, but did nothing wrong, I thought, apart from the classic the air kick, which we've all come to know and love. Love. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I will. I burst out laughing, I don't know if you're going to see us when he did it. It was like, obviously the, there's a lot of people who hate the Army, um, and it was just hilarious when he did it, because it was just like... Jeez, mate, fucking hell. Um, it's do, we not, do we not respect on about here is it just like <laughs> fucking optional
1: so he did alright I, I don't know can't see his um, overall performance was much better not in that number 10 role but again uh, he's just such a like, lethargic sort of footballer isn't he Like everything, I think everything he does looks so laboured um, even just running about the pitch not, not really great uh, he needs two touches to do anything Got that touch. There was a couple of moments where you can see, like, he's got the power to just run up people and frighten them. If very similar to your ex-favourite Newcastle player. Um, uh-huh. And he doesn't do that enough, I think. We mentioned Perez when we're watching it, saying he's only really involved in the game if he's got the ball. And I think yeah. Diame is a very similar player. Unless he's got the ball, I'm not. I'm not really sure what he's what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, so back to the original
2: point: was was Gale dropped or was he injured? But the like, I think I turned around and I don't know if I said he before the game started or during the game. I was like, I don't know if Raf has seen something here. Like, because because Murphy was just so dominant. Like, we can't, for people who weren't at the game, I can't we can't exaggerate him what uh, Murphy was just unbelievable. He's a fucking brilliant footballer. Um and he was he dominated Birmingham I he had header flashed wide in the first half. His link of play was really good, bit unlucky with a couple of chances. Um second half he's had a header, great save. So, but so my, I suppose my question to you, bottom, was was it? Do you think it was deliberate by Rafa to play Murphy, considering how I mean, Gail got a hat trick last time against yeah. these, I think, in December. But um, I think
1: partially it's like from what we've seen him in previous games, he deserved to start today. I think Gail, since he's come back from injury, obviously has lost a little bit of the momentum that he had um, previous to that, and Murphy's been scoring goals when he's played. Uh, I think you probably did see something because the, the amount that. Birmingham managed to deal with him was, was minimal.
2: Yeah. Um, and the big lads at the back as well for Birmingham and they just couldn't
1: get close to him. He's just like, he's a bit wily, isn't he? Like, he finds that space. Yeah. We We were laughing because at one point he went on this run and the man is not very fast <laughs> at all, but he <laughs> managed to sort of take it uh, sort of a third down the pitch, run, and have to get a shot away. Um, he's just a clever footballer, obviously exper- very experienced at this level and knows what he's doing. And, um, I really, I really backed starting him. Um, what I would have liked to have seen is Gale come on with Murphy, because Murphy, you like said, was dominating them, winning everything. If he'd had someone to flick onto, because as we have just mentioned, Perez is only really involved if he's got the ball, i like, get Gale close to Murphy for those situations, and I think we probably would have had a bit
2: more luck. I think we said on the, after the game, didn't we? We well, last said that it was quite possible that um, uh, it was a, cha- a case of, you know, Daryl tends to last 60, you get 60 out of him. It comes on and gives you 15-20 like he did at Brighton or he lasts 60, like he did at um 60, 70 like he did at uh Reading, uh field and um, you know, like QBR at home, Rotherham at home. So I don't know, it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? But I mean Perez, I don't know what you think of him but I thought I'm his biggest critic, but I thought he had a good game today. He was he was positive when he got the ball, and there was a couple of times, particularly in the first half and actually in the second half as well, where it's like he got the ball, but he actually ran at the player and it was like, yeah, you got tackled, but if you're, going to, if you're making a player, a defender, go to ground in the box to get the ball off you, you're doing something right. It's like, you know, he linked up play well, obviously he had that, he had that shot, um, which Cusack saved, in the fit in the first half and then Richie got to the rebound and then Perez was in and about. I, I don't know if he tried to get the touch the ball. From our position, we were right next to that goal. I don't think Perez touched the ball. Uh Twitter seems to confirm that. And if the goal should have stood. But um yeah first half especially I thought he played really well. Um so he's probably played himself into the next games potentially depending on how we say things. But yeah I agree with you it was a strange one to bring on Perez and Gale together because I mean Murphy was linking up quite nicely with Perez, but Gale just doesn't link up really very well with with Perez at all. So that was kind of disappointing to an extent. Um, what are your thoughts on Perez Bond?
1: Yeah, I thought he had one of his better games this season. Again, it's frustrating because there's some. I still think there's loads of talent there, but sometimes the decision making can be a little bit strange. Um, a couple of times where you just want him to run at people and he doesn't, he divers on the ball, uh, passes it sideways sometimes or just loses it. Um, <laughs> but generally, uh, much improved performance. I think it might be interesting to see if he does start the next game and whether he goes. You'd assume that Shelby, if he's fit, will come back into the side. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, whether he might even opt to go with Shelby I'm and fucking, I'm fucking Sorry. It's alright, just to get the road rage yeah. out mate. get out. Uh, go with a Shelby and Diarme midfield and leave Perez in there, or whether you'll revert to type and go there. Well, you know, it's a nice point you make, particularly against the weaker teams,
2: but I don't know whether we'll see Hayden back, you know, two weeks in a national break, he's back in training now, we've we'll, we'll missed him massively. Um, you're right, There were Shelby and the Army Central too, could be interesting, but just I suppose the, the frustration thing about Dane, it's a little bit the same as Blackburn. For anyone who wasn't at the game, I didn't say the game, they think Blackburn, like, our dominance was as complete as Blackburn, probably with a few less chances. Birmingham couldn't get the ball off as they weren't interested in the ball, all they had was set pieces, that's it, and long throws, and you know what, that, that's their crack, that's their crack they're, they're an absolutely terrible team at the moment, and it's a good point for them in a clean sheet, but um, I suppose it's a little bit like the frustrating thing is that um, after we made the changes, and they're the changes by the way which everyone's desperate for, he's made those changes and we looked worse and I'm not blaming him for the changes if someone has said to me who do you bring on in this situation and try and win the game me answer is John Joe Shelby and Dwight Gale and Atsu as well even at the end so he proper f- f- unlike Rafa Benitez that end went for us uh, not Rafa Benitez not Rafa Benitez fricking <laughs> the car there Um bloody Birmingham drivers man Um so he did. He did everything. He did what the fans want, wanted. He did the logical things. But we, we looked. We looked a little bit more predictable after that. And I think that's one of the reasons I possibly think um, he's started with Murphy ahead of Gale. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll hear the post-match comments after this, and I'll find out I'm wrong. Because it looks to me like Birmingham would have trained all week to, to counter that threat of Dwight Gale. That they, what they didn't do albeit under a different manager back in December. And when when Gale did come on. He, he, he hardly got a kick and he looked a little bit rusty as well
1: to be fair. Yeah that's what I mean about why would have done Murphy over Gale, just because he's he's played more games recently and been scoring goals more recently. Um, Alright, should we take it on to both of our favourite players now? Uh, Alex has finally came round to my way of thinking. Uh, your thoughts on Vernon and his performance today? It's absolutely dog shit, wasn't he? Like I hate I hate slagging players off. Um but he but he was. <laughs> He, oh, fuck's sake! So, I'm a massive critic of Burnley. here, I don't think he's a very good footballer. I don't think he's ever been a very good footballer for Newcastle. Um, people can argue about his ability, um, and I'm happy to argue with him about that. He's rubbish. There's nothing else to say about it. Funny
2: thing is, his best game for Newcastle for me, or certainly at right back, came in the 4 0 win over Birmingham. I, I'm, I'm sure I've praised him loads on the podcast. Today, I mean, like, right, first of all, it might not be his fault all of it because it was really, really weird. He Even Dummett today, didn't see anyone else wearing his boots. But I'm, I'm not sorry. In terms of the fact that whenever he got the ball and played it forwards to Richie or, uh, or another player, you would st- stand still. It was I like watching Paul Dummett from two years ago or some home games this season? Um, and it was like move in and move create space, do something. So he didn't, he didn't contribute whatsoever in, in any kind of attacking sense, uh, which was really disappointing. Um, he also um lost every single time Birmingham attacked down that side, lost every header because he's small, he lost every he left every duel, he, he gave away possession several times, it was a, t- a you know, time in the, the second half when the box was absolutely loaded with Newcastle players, he was in oceans of space and he miscontrolled it and went out for a throw and it's like shit happens but how man like we are miss headed so much and I think Gomez has gotta be an option for future games. And oh, Shocking against Fulham as well. Two of the goals down his side. Um, it, I mean, I mean Dollar's made like two saves. You know, one in the second half was straight at him. And his ball flashed across the face today for a couple of rare counter attacks for, for that lot. Both down on either side. Like, no coincidence. Um, very frustrated with a today but you know it's, it's one game, and he's got two weeks off now, and you know maybe he'll get better. Maybe some feedback from
1: Benitez will help. But I thought he was was awful that day, yeah, It's four four years. Benitez at the end of the season, it's got to be the end of this game now. It, it, as I was saying, like technical ability, I'm sure people will argue me about, but the, the fact of the matter is the, the kid's too small. He's just too, too small. Just to too small. Right back.
2: Like every time he headed the ball today, the ball went straight up in the air. It's like fuck's sake man you, there's no one on you, Vernon. Take a couple of steps back if you're not going to be able to make the header properly. Oh, and nah, it's it's, it's a hard, you know. We're coming away from a nil-nil draw and blaming the right back, but we're not. They're not blaming it. It wasn't his fault. But frustrating for day to day because it was one part of the team. I mean, Alan. Let's talk about the absolutely mental Birmingham tactics from the first half
1: Re- regarding Paul well, Dumbit. I don't know. If it was their tactics, or it's our got tactics. to be. It's got to be their tactics. Got to be. Everything. Everything we did was going down that left-hand side. So I
2: don't know whether Matthew Raisbeck or anyone on Twitter or any of the journalists mentioned this, but I don't remember pointing it towards me when it's cheers. Um, you know, something like a proper diva there, don't I? <laughs> the microphone must be <laughs> pointing my mouth. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm out of here. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically, you know, like the whole Birmingham team just completely ignored Paul Dummett. So from a goal kick, or from a set piece, or even when the ball was in play, Paul Dummett would be standing by himself and Birmingham would just like, nah, give it to him. Nah, I don't know, I think it's a
1: deliberate ploy because it is Paul Dummett. So you don't think that it was a ploy by Rafa to replace our quarterback John Joe Shelby with (laughs) Paul Dummett?
2: I don't think so, but then Dummett, to be fair to him in the first half, he passed the ball a couple of times to the opposition, which the idiots around us were going mental, but he had nothing else on. Dummett and Goufran caused chaos in the first half, absolute chaos, um, for them. So it was, just, it was just really... I've never been to a football match before where, like, all ten players were on one side of the pitch. It
1: was just rinse and repeat, wasn't it? Every single time. Yeah, it's just
2: dumb it, dumb it, like...
1: Dummett, Goufran. Murphy? <laughs> Dummett,
2: so To be fair, if Rafa Benitez builds a promotion-winning team, like, around Paul Dummett, give him all the money. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that's our plan for the future. Um But yeah, I mean, Dummett played really well first off. Second half, it did, like, things change, but the fact that Birmingham... I don't... I don't know what formation... Birmingham was so defensive today. I don't know what formation they played, I think they played 5-3-2, or 5-4-1, not two, they didn't play, was two, two strikers, because they seemed to have three centre-backs, and then they had their their right-back, who was kind of tasked with getting at Paul, and then, you know, they would have a midfielder every time come across, but, yeah, Gufran was a little bit frustrating, there's a couple of times Gufran was in, and he played well first half, kind of tailed off second half, but a couple of times Gufran was in in the first half, and he just didn't back his touch it's like no you've you've got behind the defender Perez as well did this a couple of times and then he he kind of improved you've got past the defender he's not going to catch you you're faster than him same with you Perez you are faster than the defender just keep going you don't have to check back I understand the desire to keep the ball to bring colleagues into play, but there's no need, once you're past them, you're faster than them. And to be fair to Perez, he did, have, I think he someone from the bench must have told him, listen, you've got the beating of this fullback here. Perez is kind of coming across and supporting Dummett and um, Goufran, and that's where our chances came from, actually, and that's where the goal nearly came from in the first half. So, you know, a massive critic of, me, of Newcastle's left side of those two, and they played really well today, I thought.
1: Yeah, they, they did well. The unfortunate thing is that neither of them have got... Um, Masses amounts of quality. So, yeah. the way that we were playing, and to be fair, both of them did all right. It got frustrating watching because you'd like, if we just had that little bit extra out of either Gufran or Dummett, they would have created something in those situations. Because the first half, that left hand side, was just ours for the taking if we wanted yeah. it. But I
2: said, I said you, I'm thinking he's got to switch Richie here. Yeah. So there's so much space on the left side but maybe he's thinking if I do that
1: I kill the Golden Goose because they're obviously not going to let they're not going to let Richie have the space Goufran has Yeah Um and that was sort of the story all over the pitch for me to be honest everyone barring Anita played all right Yeah, but it was just that little bit extra missing which we I normally thought, get out of I Shelby. thought Hanley played really
2: well that day you know the debate about Hanley and down but Hanley played a great ball at Matthew Ritchie in the first half like a Shelby-esque ping in the first half Richie took a great touch took it around the keeper and unfortunately a uh, Defender just got back to yeah. uh, sort out, but I thought Hanley played really well. Like, I agree with you. I thought, I thought everyone was good, um, apart from Anita. It's harsh, um, but I thought like I thought Callback had a good game. He, he moved the ball quickly, despite the pe- the blokes behind us want the ball moved at the fucking speed of light. Move <laughs> it quicker, like how? I'd love to know how, but like, yeah, I thought Callback had a good game as well. I mean, how do you think? How do you think? Um, how, do I, how do I think? What's his name? I forgot his name. Or oh, Richie? Sorry, Richie. Yeah, Richie. Today, do you think he was a little bit
1: wasteful, perhaps? But, you know, especially on set pieces. Well, there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of pressure on him today. I think to fill sort of the the gap left by Shelby um, from a creative point of view, and he's just a little, just a little bundle of energy, isn't he? Like he's all over the pitch. Like it's always maximum effort with him. And you know, Richie's going to have days like this where it just doesn't quite happen for him. Um, he had a couple of decent shots. He easily could have scored one of them. Yeah. yeah probably. Should, probably the last touch for the disallowed goal—it was a goal, so he scored. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did score today. He did, he did score. Um, so it was a little bit, little bit unfortunate, but just what you'd expect from Matt Ritchie, wasn't it? Just loads of, loads and loads of energy. Um, just didn't, if just like everyone else on the pitch, just didn't quite happen for him today. He's proper captain of material for me. You know, you,
2: last ten minutes—I mean, I don't want to—the support today was much, much better than the last time he was at Birmingham. It's pretty loud, I think. We're very loud, actually. Disappoint a little bit that you know that those last 10 minutes the away was flat. People get frustrated, it's like, no, that's the time to, to fucking get behind the lads. But that last 10 minutes, Richie was saying to all his players, Come on, lads, one last go, come on, one last big putt. So, fair play to him. My issue with him is that it's just that there's a couple of opportunities today. I mean, when he shot, which was just mental, that one went out for a throw in when he. Volleyed it with his left foot. and It's like, no, like Matt, we've got everyone in the fucking box here. Don't do that. And then we had a great. We had, a, I think he won. He won the free kick actually, right on the edge of the box. And I said to you there's no way this goes up and down, he's too close to get up and down, what did he try and do? It was two free kicks actually, yeah. first one I said he's too far, to shoot, he shot. By the way, um, Murphy was still on the pitch at this point, and he's winning fucking everything. Get the ball in the box, mass. Um, and that one at the end, I just thought it's too close to goal, it, it, and I don't know, I just thought he was a little bit wasteful, there were two really good opportunities there in a very tight game for us to get something and I thought his decision making was probably had a, he had a good game overall and second half he really came into it much more than the first half yeah. he's also donated a pair of boots for the quiz so I'll take it all back
1: Yeah, <laughs> you were a class man um, he's, you know, do you remember John Carver saying if we had 11 Jack callbacks then we'd win more games like if we had a, actually genuinely if we had 11 yeah. Matt Richie's, we would win more games than we lose because he's just he's just top professional isn't he? he doesn't give up keeps trying just loads of energy Um have you got any other- Oh, loads. Loads, loads,
2: loads you Keep loads me eyeing the road, yeah. Um, I'll just turn the phone back on quickly so we can see it. Like, oh no, it is. <laughs> I thought it wasn't recording. Um, basically, I thought the referee today was disgraceful. Uh, other way. Other way. Other way. There we go. <laughs> the referee was disgraceful. Um, apart from abusing the referee, like telling the ref to fuck off, I don't know what you've got to do to get booked in this league. Birmingham committed 18 fouls today. They've only got 11 players. They've only got 18 fouls and got one boogan. And I mean, we called it in the first half. Am I coming off here? It's it's like dead confusing.
1: (laughs) Birmingham, Warsaw, the north. north Northwest. M6. The M6 M6, seems like a good bet.
2: We're going to do the M6. We are meant to come off here, like, but.
1: We can go off there then. Should we come off here? Because there's loads of traffic here. Yeah, we can do that. You're
2: alright. Yeah, the ref today. What it's trying to do is getting is is taking my back. All right, this is an advert for Garmin or whatever. <laughs> Certainly not an advert for Garmin. I've got no idea what the console i will trying to tell with him. Anyway, I just don't know what you've got to do to get booked in this division. The amount of times they were pulling my back, pushing me, nicking were like it's just it's just like Truly the ref understands that if if you don't book them off or, or do anything like that, then they're they're gonna keep doing it over and over again. If you don't book players for fouling players constantly, it's it's just like. It, it's consistently happening where you know you're going to you, they're going to do it again and he was letting players do four five six fucking fouls on players and like we had really good breaks on in the first half fantastic breaks no pulled back one player fucking rugby tackle Jack Callback no booking like a stern fucking talking to which just,
1: oh, it's just so annoying well I would say from our no point I had no thinking. idea I'm sorry <laughs> I'm right, six north but yeah, like, to come down on the other side, like, the standard refereeing was poor, but we also got away with a few things, not 18, but Jack Colback probably should have picked up his, like, standard, standard booking, Um there was a couple of times where, if you were a Birmingham fan, I guess, uh, you would have been slightly irritated, that. Um, well, I'm going to have to ask you to stop the recording, on. just had to stop the
2: recording there, because to getting fucked by the sat-mouth, but, I know you say we got away with a bit, but I'd, I'd have happily taken a couple of bookings for... Newcastle players for, for 7 or 8 bookings for their players, just like, what if you, like, honestly, unless you fucking 2 foot someone, what, what do these referees think that Bougan is, it's just, a, it's just so demoralising, like I said to you there at the end of the game, most teams in a game will commit like eight, 8 to 10 fouls, maybe less, maybe 6 to 10, I said to you Birmingham there committed at least, at least 15 fouls, and it was fucking eight, 18 fouls and one Bougan, like yeah. fuck's sake, man! The ref, the ref, the linesman, not talking the half time. Saying the linesman or the fourth official, of, say the ref. But you're letting these get away with a bit here, like fucking hell! They're pulling, they're pulling back the lads non-stop. They wouldn't call them the lads, but <laughs> <laughs> um, there's there, there's a supporter's balling going in the opposite direction to it. suddenly many cars <laughs> so fuck knows. I think maybe we should have stayed on that road. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the ref. That's my vendor about the ref balling. I don't know. if there's what else you want to touch to? Somewhat, you got you got something in it like on the general results How do you feel? What are like you know the in terms of the points we
1: we'll have? And so, are you happy enough? And I mean, we we were just chatting about it before we did this, isn't it? Um, I want to win the league. It's not the end of the world if we don't win the league, but I think for Rafa, I think it's important that we do win the league, and for the fans, I think it's important that we do end up winning the league. Um, obviously, Huddersfield getting beat four nil last night was brilliant for us. I think it just. Winning the league which sort of set, lays down a marker doesn't it? Like the first thing we've had to win that we can feasibly win as well is this league and I think a lot of the fans feel the same way like we've got Rafa we've got the best team we should win it um, what will let us down now is if we continue to play like that away from home is our home form and how Rafa is going to remedy what's been a pretty dire year at home I know it's only been 3 or 4 losses at home but that's t- that's too many really that's- St James's Park needs to be a fortress and uh, it's not at the moment like, Wigan for example coming up should well, we be Wigan yeah, and Burton two games in three days well, four days yeah Wigan should we should be looking at that going that's an easy three points like come here sort of a relatively tough game I guess frustrating game at least and going back home and expecting to get three points but against a team Right down the bottom of the table at home is a potential banana, banana skin for us. And with Huddersfield, only is it seven points now? Seven points, you say only. It's kind of big. Seven, 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 but eight with Cool Dave. And you know, they've I got a game in hand
2: still as well. Aye, they? But it's not all the last. They, the good thing about their game in hand is we could already be promoted. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's their second last game of the season. Okay. Well, and still. Um, I think that a lot of what the frustration comes out when we're in the crowds comes from is Yeah we're doing alright, I mean the guy behind us, football, all of the players were crap today uh, to a man And I think that frustration is born out of where an expectation that we do win the league promotion for most, for some fans isn't, isn't enough Yeah, I know what you mean but fuck them um, You know, the, the,
2: the support today, like I said, it was way we were stuck I'm sure when I buy tickets from the box office, apart from selling them to about 14 different addresses Um, and several addresses which I've never heard of or people I don't know uh, which is perfectly logical according to them Um, you know, they seem to put me with ridiculously negative people like the blokes today hey, he's not good enough hey, he's not good enough not good enough enough for fucking what? for this game? for for being top of the league? I I don't understand what they're not good enough for but anyway um, yeah, I suppose it's a good point at the end of the day it would have been a bad point had Huddersfield won but they didn't obviously Brighton are playing now we don't know what the score is because we're recording this and it's not on the radio anyway, so probably wouldn't anyway. But um I suppose yeah, like it's a good point. Birmingham are a bad team, but you know, we come here and I thought you know I watch I watched Leeds play Birmingham a couple of weeks ago and tell you, Birmingham had loads of chances. Uh, very unlucky to lose that game and we were massively unlucky to to, Massive. get to to not win today and like that's what I want. I want Newcastle to get what get what we deserve. We deserve nothing against Fulham. In a lot of a lot of the games are have Blackburn away, maybe Blackburn at home-ish, definitely Forest away in the day. We've deserved all three points and haven't got them and I'm far more comfortable going to games, walking away frustrated because we haven't got what we deserved than Saturday where we were shit and got exactly what was coming to us. So we continue to play well. We we'll continue to play like we did
1: today. We'll get promoted by, by mid-April in my opinion. Yeah. One of the one of the things to touch on if you look at the Fulham game, we were just lumping long balls up for no real purpose. Today they sort of went back to basics a little bit, there was less of those long balls uh, the passing between the lads was pretty decent and then it was getting the balls in the box to Murphy so it was just they stripped it back a little bit I think and um, stopped trying to play those Hollywood balls that just weren't working against Fulham um, and if they continue to do that we'll have more success than uh, failures for the rest of the season I hate to break
2: any bollocks but we'll see we'll be driving back into Birmingham <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, Christ. We shouldn't have pulled off there. No. For fuck's sake. Uh, We're not playing Villa anytime soon, are we? (laughs) Fucking hope not.
2: (laughs) Hope i never have to come back here again. It's so shit. It's such a shit hole. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Again, appreciate it. Cheers. Thank
3: you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?